1: Hi, my name's Mara. This episode of the Radioactive Show was recorded and produced on the stolen lands of the Ghana and Minjambul Durrumbul people for 3CR Melbourne. On this show, we speak to independent environmental campaigner and long-term thorn in BHP's side, David Noonan, about water issues associated with BHP's operations at Roxby Downs, Olympic Dam, and Oak Dam in South Australia. BHP has been sucking up to 42 million litres of water per day out of the Great Artesian Basin for its giant Olympic dam, underground copper and uranium mine since 1988. Their privilege is such that, unlike domestic water users, they do not pay for the huge volumes of water they use, diverting it from fragile ecosystems such as mound springs, causing enormous damage to the environment and Arabana culture. It seems that there is increasing awareness that pumping so much water from the Great Artesian Basin is unsustainable, but BHP is a very thirsty beast and is looking to find an alternative water source through the Water Supply Project. The lead statement on the project website is commendable and invokes a range of public interest consequences for the scope of the project and for BHP mining operations. It reads, Increasing our use of groundwater from the Great Artesian Basin and the River Murray to meet our future needs is not an environmentally sustainable option. These current water sources cannot support our long-term economic growth targets. We talked to David Noonan to find out more.
0: Hi David, thank you very much for joining us on the Radioactive show today.
2: Thanks for the opportunity.
0: So you've been Keeping your eye very closely on BHP and nuclear uranium stuff in general for a very long time, what's BHP been up to lately and what are your concerns about
2: it? Well, yeah, BHP bought into Olympic Dam back in 2005. They tried two major expansions, a big open pit project and an underground works expansion. They had to abandon both of those and they really had to refigure how they think the future might lie with Olympic Dam. What they're trying to do now is to set Olympic Dam up as a regional processing hub for copper uranium ores and they have a, a project in mind, Oak Dam, which is 65 kilometres southeast of the existing Olympic Dam operation. They want to build up Oak Dam as a, a major underground mine and transport the ore from there over to Olympic Dam to be processed at the existing works in an expansion of the existing works. So that's, that's a new gig mm. that they're trying on for Olympic Dam to have a major new accompanying mine nearby.
0: Would there nearby. be uranium in there?
2: Yeah, they would. It, it's a very similar ore, apparently. Mm-hmm. So it is still BHP trying to drive uh, further decades of uranium uh, mining and exports responsibility out of Australia. Mm. That's you know typically that's very problematic in that at present South Australia is the only state in Australia that's still mining uranium. The only state still selling uranium to China, for instance, even with all this contention over the South China Sea or elsewhere, BHP still still sends uranium over there that disappears off the off the safeguards radar as soon as it arrives. They are trying to lock Australia in, in the long term. And, you know, we're doing well elsewhere. Like the Ranger mine has been closed in Northern Territory. It's going through rehabilitation. Uh, colleagues in WA have held off three of the uranium projects put forward by the Barnett government. And it's only the, the Vimy Mulga Rock proposal in WA that's still trying to um, push a path through to proceed. It's, it's much better kept in the ground. And this Oak Dam proposal, if it went through, would be trying to lock us South Australia and then all of us overall then into further decades of uranium mining and export. So that's one of the key concerns. Uh, another that I'll come back to is, is how that how a new, major new mining project will play in terms of traditional owners' rights and interests. And one of the key issues for all involved is water supply. Now, water is a limiting factor for Olympic Dam operations. It will certainly be a limited factor for the proposed new mine at Oak Dam, uh, and, and it's yet to be seen as to... How BHP will source their water for this major new operation?
0: Yeah, well, what are the alternatives to out uh, of the Great Artesian Basin? Are Actually, there alternative water sources?
2: Yeah, well, there is, but not up, not from up there. Um, we have had some progress of late. The the state Liberal government, before they lost office, they set up a project called a water supply project for North SA and that was partly funded by Infrastructure Australia, so it was a deal effectively between the state and the Commonwealth Liberal governments. They're looking at a major marine desalination project. Uh, in the. They're looking in the upper Spencer Gulf. They've looked there before, and, and it was very problematic. They've chosen to limit siting to that area again. Um, it, it's important in that they have made some strong recognitions. They've stated as the lead um, commentary on the website for this project that the increasing use of groundwater from the Granitian Basin and the Murray River to meet future needs is not environmentally sustainable. It's not an environmentally sustainable option. Mm. They've recognised that current water sources can't supply the long-term economic growth targets that the mining industry has in mind. So it, it may well be the case that this water supply project will prevent BHP from increasing their extraction from the Graditation Basin. Now, that would be a very good thing in the long run. Uh, BHP have significantly adversely affected the integrity, the pressure of that GAB underground water resource They've significantly adversely affected the ecological and the cultural spiritual values of the Mound Springs that are of such ongoing fundamental importance to Arabana and other Aboriginal people. So on, on the one hand, it's a big change of direction by state and federal governments. It's only three years ago that BHP, in proposing a, an underground expansion at Olympic Dam, said they wanted to increase water extraction from the current about 35 million litres a day up to 50 million litres a day. They wanted to get that increase and to lock-in rights to do so up to 2070 which is really, you know, it was a strikingly irresponsible proposal, but it now appears uh, it now appears that the federal and state governments recognise that they can't necessarily get away with that, and they've had to say, well, you know, we, we, we will look for other water supply. What what they haven't been willing to do or agree to so far is that BHP should have to phase out uh, and shut down their water extraction from the Graditution Basin so it's actually to protect the Mound Springs. And the, the water, the natural water flows that the springs depend on.
0: Yeah, because those springs, with the amount of extraction that um, BHP are doing, those springs just can't survive. They've gone lower and lower and lower every time I've been there.
2: And, and the Arabana people made very strong, mm-hmm. heartfelt submissions um, to state and federal government inquiries about those issues, particularly to the Duke and Caves that federal parliamentary yeah. inquiry that followed uh, Rio Tinto's destruction of the Duke and Gorge. In WA, that I'd like to read some extracts from that Arabana submission, if I can.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: they've said, you know, unfortunately, our springs are disappearing. The cause of the disappearance of our springs is water that's being taken from the Gratitudian Basin by BHP's mine at Roxby Downs. Unless something is done, our springs will disappear. It's unsustainable, destructive of nature, and destructive of our culture to allow the springs to die. Will you please enact laws that ensure our Mound Springs and culture are recognised, respected and protected? That They're the strong words from the then chairperson of the arabuna Aboriginal Corporation. Uh, that That's written into the federal parliamentary inquiry. Uh, it's been put to a state Aboriginal heritage inquiry. I've put it in uh, correspondence to the three state Labor ministers of the new um, government here. It's, it's before them all to act in the way that's, that's asked, to recognise, respect and protect the springs and the, the ongoing cultural and spiritual interests of Arabana in, in protecting those springs.
0: It's not really a lot to ask, is it?
2: Well, you, you'd think that 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 uh, contemporary community values would be protecting Aboriginal cultural and spiritual interests and the, and the unique uh, and fragile ecology of these springs. They are uh, listed endangered ecological community under federal environmental laws. Um, they're, you know an icon of our of, uh, natural and cultural heritage in Australia, you'd think that the state and the federal government and the companies involved could get their act together to protect the springs. And what that would have to involve is telling BHP, on the one hand, you can't increase your water extraction and longer term, you have to phase out and shift your existing extraction away from the Graditation Basin. If you want to go continue with Olympic Dam and, it, and certainly if they're proposing a major new mining project, such as Oak Dam, uh, all of that should be premised on not being allowed to take radiotesian basin water. And they've been taking that water free of charge since uh, 2005. It's a massive public subsidy to give away a public water resource to the world's largest mining company, just so they can use that water to process radioactive ores, to sell uranium overseas and to cause damage along the way to unique and fragile springs. It should, you really wouldn't think they'd be allowed to get away with that in the 2020s.
0: Oh, it's outrageous. A few years ago, Uncle Kev um, tried to it gave them an invoice for like charging them at domestic water rates for the amount of litres of water that it extracted over the years, and it ran into the millions of dollars that they've extracted from the basin for years.
2: Yeah, no, it certainly would run into the millions of dollars if if you paid um, if BHP had to pay contemporary prices for groundwater in Australia, then that public subsidy is somewhere between twenty and a hundred million dollars a year, mm. depending on which water costs you you'd apply. And given that they've taken that water resource now free of charge since 2005, that's a lot of money that a lot of public subsidy that's gone to the world's largest mining company to take public water free of charge. Exactly. You know, They should be paying exactly. for it. They should have to pay for it in future and they should have to pay recompense for that theft of water in the, uh, over the, the time since they've had Olympic Dam.
0: Absolutely. I mean, ideally it would be better if they shut up shop and ran away, but that's not going to happen, so they should go not any time soon. But it would be better if they were paying for what they took and cleaned up the destruction that they caused.
2: Rehabilitation at Olympic Dam is, is certainly a, a serious issue. BHP don't have a bond. They haven't paid a bond for, for Olympic Dam. If they had to do so, they'd probably have to put their hand in their pocket for a billion dollars or so. Mm. And they, they, that money should certainly be put aside to cover the rehabilitation costs we know exist at Olympic Dam. When, when Rio Tinto was shutting down Ranger, they found that the rehabilitation costs were over double what they had put on the books. Uh, So it's costing, I think, $2.2 billion is the proposal to rehabilitate the ranger mining Kakadu in the Northern Territory. It'd be a big surprise if if Olympic Dam came in under a billion, yet there's no public provision for that bond and rehabilitation. So the Australian government simply hasn't required them to do so.
0: And then does the extra cost that's not covered by the bond fall to the taxpayer?
2: Well, it it could in the end. BHP claimed they provide for rehabilitation at a global scale, but they don't allocate money to individual projects. So there's no way you can put your hand on actual money that would be required to rehabilitate Olympic Dam if BHP decided to sell up. And that's not an impossible outcome. Um, They've held that mine since 2005. They've failed and had to abandon two major mine expansions. Um, This Oak Dam and setting up Olympic Dam as a regional processing hub for uranium Moors. it's a bit of a last roll of the dice by BHB to try and make the sort of money that they want to return on investments out of Olympic Dam. It's possible that, you know, in three to five years, if Oak Dam doesn't work out, that they might look to sell. And there's a whole range of things that state and federal government should demand them to do in the interim um, to protect the public interest rather than allow the company to cut and run in the long run.
1: You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We're speaking with independent environmental campaigner David Noonan about BHP's insatiable thirst and its attempt to find an alternative water source to the Great Artesian Basin so it can continue to operate and potentially expand its operations in South Australia.
0: Um, so they're very dependent on the water they need, the huge volumes of water they need every day to operate um, so this water supply project to, that would potentially supply an alternative water source to the Great Artesian Basin, who's driving that? Do you think it's coming from BHP, state government, or a bit of a collaboration that people that want this terrible, terrible place at Roxby and Olympic Dam to continue operating?
2: I think it's a recognition on the one hand by the state government, it was the state Liberal government at the time, that BHP's proposal to increase water extraction up to 50 million litres a day and to lock that in for, for another 50 years mm. was simply untenable. Um, they didn't publicly admit it. Of but it I think that, that, that this new project is a recognition that they've had to make that change of direction. And it's pretty strong, clear wording that they've put out there that um, they think an increase in use of groundwater from the GAB would be you know, environmentally not a sustainable option. That so was if, good wording to hear absolutely. from a, a previous state Liberal mining minister.
0: I have some concerns about like, if they did put a diesel plant at the top of the Spencer Gulf, there would be environmental impacts associated from that, like potentially on the cuttlefish or a whole lot of things in the area.
2: Yeah, well, that, that's certainly a concern. Like they, I think uh, while on the one hand it's good they've recognised they can't take increased water from the GAB, on the other hand, they're pulling an, an old way of doing business by trying to, target and locate a desal plant in the upper Spencer Gulf they tried that before and it was very strongly criticized by mm. many of the marine experts exactly um, and it's probably the case that BHP are trying to limit their costs in this new water supply option mm. um, even the cost for a pipeline to move the water around costs over a million dollars a kilometer so if you're not allowed because of um, ecological fragilities to use siting in the upper Spencer Gulf for instance if you had to move the site hundred or hundreds of kilometres down the coast of the Air Peninsula, you're looking at $100 million per 100 kilometres or more that in dollar terms to move the location of the site. So it's probably BHP limiting how far they have to put their hand in their pocket to pay for yeah. an alternative water supply that they've come up with an agreement with the state government to only so far look at upper Spencer Gulf siting. And, and that in itself is a reason why the whole alternate water supply project could fall and fail and fall over, which would cut off uh, a way to protect the springs in the long run, um, you know, under the pressure from this new mine proposal.
0: Mm, it's quite complicated. And if the diesel plant did get up, it would have to keep a close eye on any impacts associated with that.
2: Well, a marine diesel plant at that scale would open up a whole range of public concerns and opposition. There'd probably be a lot of good people who wouldn't want it to happen, mm. um, regardless of the issues in the north of the state.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now, you've recently submitted an application to the Senate Standing References Committee on Legal and Constitutional Affairs regarding the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples in Australia. What was this for and what do you hope comes from it?
2: Well, it's a a big opportunity in a sense in that the Senate has instigated this inquiry, partly at the initiative of the Australian Greens, which is a good move. Ah. They're looking at an existing UN Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People. This was passed by the UN back in, I think, 2007, and the Howard government in Australia voted against it at the time. When the Rudd government came in, they endorsed this UN Declaration in 2009. But what they didn't do, and what no Australian government has done since, is to write this Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People into the law, the policy and the practice in Australia. So while the Declaration exists, there's really no way under the Commonwealth laws to require respect for the rights and interests that the declaration sets out well article um, one of
0: the... 29c i think it is of that um declaration of the rights of indigenous people talks about um indigenous people's right to free prior informed consent the right to veto so um that would really cause problems for the extractive industries that have so much power in australia so that explains that fairly easily
2: well, well, that there are right to free, prior, informed consent is really fundamental to the UN declaration, mm-hmm. and you're right. It does, in the end, it does say a right to consent effectively means a right to say no, and that that's in terms of mining, resource, and water projects. Well, that's exactly what Olympic Dam, Oak Dam, and this Northern Water Supply Project are. So, that the UN declaration, the Senate inquiry that's looking into how it should be applied in Australia has really direct relevance to BHP's plans for what they do at Olympic Dam and with the new mine project and the water supply in the long term. Um, We would certainly want to see the Commonwealth Government put the UN Declaration into law and put it into policy and practice in Australia. And probably only then if the federal government were willing to do so, this new Labour federal government, if they're willing to do so, then maybe the state governments would also have to answer for that and have to answer for the Rights and interests that they've so far long been preventing traditional owners from being able to exercise. And hmm.
0: um, what else would you call on state and federal governments to do to address some of these problems?
2: Well, I think in the short term, the state government should have to fess up as to whether they're willing to make BHP phase out of their extraction of gradation basin water. It's one thing to say it would be unsustainable and not, not environmentally acceptable to allow them to increase the water extraction. That the truth of that is really on the basis that this water extraction is causing damage to springs. It's causing uh, a reduction in the natural pressure in the Gratitian Basin groundwater supply system. It's degrading the natural dynamics of that groundwater system. So the springs are then under threat. Their survival, their very survival, as the Arabana submission said, is under threat in the long term. These unique and fragile ecological and cultural spiritual values, icons of Australia's heritage.
0: And we've only got one
2: of them? So the state government should have to do this to um, tell BHP that they've got to move to an alternative water supply. And that in itself would take some years, but unless you make the steps, unless you put the planning in place, you know, BHP are just going to hold on to these legal privileges they have to take water free of charge um, under the the old indenture act that governs Olympic Dam. So that would probably be the best measure the state could instigate in the first place. They should also make it clear to BHP that if you want a major new mining project, you have to comply with contemporary community expectations. You can't attempt to jury-rigged this new mine at Oak Dam in under the old Indenture Act uh, legal privileges from 1982. They should have to play to the full extent of the, um, the laws and the due process that, that may otherwise apply in South Australia and give up all the legal privileges. They should have to put their hand in their pocket for a full bond for rehabilitation of Olympic Dam. You know, if that's a billion-dollar expense for BHP, then so be it. Well, they should have to do that before uh, they, they could consider causing more impacts through a major additional mining, underground mine project at Oak Dam, 65 k's or so away from the existing operation.
0: The privileges they have are extraordinary. The indenture, all the water they get for free and then all the damage they get away with doing. It's unacceptable. And
2: they're they're trying to claim that this new Oak Dam project is somehow a subsequent project to a deal that was done uh, between previous owners back in 1982 where that indenture law was written, you know, 40 years on. They're yeah. trying to claim that somehow a major new mine is part of the old deal from 1982.
0: Yeah, well, that deal was certainly their friend. They did well out of it. and So, of course, they're trying to milk whatever they can from it. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um, is there anything else that you think could be done about it or is there anything else you'd like to add about the issue about BHP's behaviour and the impacts in SA?
2: Well, a lot of these issues will, will take a long time, one way or another. You know, they're going through a Senate inquiry. It's going through a state Aboriginal heritage inquiry. I've correspondence in with three new state Labor ministers about the same set of issues. The Commonwealth and the state government are funding this, this alternative water supply project to look at marine desal. Those issues will probably take a long time to, to roll out, to come to fruition, one for better or worse. Um, it's hard for the public maybe to get a handle on that in the short term. That's true we've got clear expectations of what the state and the Commonwealth should be doing. Um, I suppose why we have to push so hard is because BHP are so backward in doing the right thing in the first place. You know, they've had the, they've had Olympic dams since 2005. They've taken no step whatsoever to give up their legal privileges that override the Aboriginal heritage act. Even when the indenture was proposed to be rewritten uh, to do with the major new open pit project in 2010, 11, BHP demanded, insisted on retaining all those same overrides of Aboriginal heritage, and the state Labor government of the day simply agreed with them and let we, it stay in the in yeah. the proposal.
0: Yeah, they, that, which goes to show how much power they have still.
2: Look, they, they do have a lot of power, and it's very hard for civil society, for Indigenous groups to be able to push back on the world's largest mining company, particularly when they're seen to have full support of federal and state governments of whatever political persuasion. And maybe there's a little crack in that dynamic with this alternative water supply project. Um, That's probably the first test of whether the governments are willing to reconfigure the, uh, the rules under which BHP operate, that they can't in future just take massive amounts of public waters free of charge and cause impacts on both the natural um, groundwater system, but also on unique and fragile springs of cultural and ecological importance. you think we could do better in Australia. We've got new federal Labor and state Labor governments, so the, the onus is really on them to perform now on these issues.
0: Well, we can only hope.
2: And we will try and keep them to account, and we're, we're glad to report to the show on how that happens.
0: It's excellent how you've been um, keeping, holding them to account, keeping your eye on them all this time. I think they would have gotten away with more without people like you keeping their eye on them so your commitment to it all is quite incredible given how hard it all is and how powerful they are so and they could have done a lot more damage over the years so thank you so much david for being on the show today um when there's more developments as they always are we'll get you back on for an update if that's okay by you
2: yeah that's welcome thanks for that
0: excellent thank you so much for your time david it's very much appreciated
2: okay Thank you so
1: much to independent environmental campaigner David Noonan for his time explaining the current water issues associated with BHP's operations at Roxby Downs and Olympic Dam. While it's excellent to hear that the unsustainability of pumping millions of litres of water from the Great Artesian Basin every day is finally being recognised to some extent, it's important that the environmental and cultural impacts of any alternative water supply be considered. We urge state and federal governments to refer to the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. Compliance with the Declaration requires repeal of an array of legal privileges to mining companies. Ideal outcomes would include a repeal of BHP legal privileges such as outlined in the Indenture Act, reform of the Olympic Dam and Oak Dam mining operations and protection for cultural heritage at places such as Mound Springs. Here are a few statements made by Uncle Kevin Buzzacott about the issue.
3: I'm Kevin Buzzacott from uh, Lake Eyre, Alabama. Because water is a big issue at the time at this time, everybody knows about the rivers and whatnot. They've got plans for expansion at the Olympic Dam and uh, Roxbury. So and that means they're going to be taking 50 million liters out of the old lake and that will really kill the lake. We're worried about the mound springs, they'd be gone. And also the lake, it feeds uh, the other artesian basin and uh, in the drought time it feeds the rivers and whatnot. And uh, because of the water the developers will take, it's just too much strain on the old lake and the old system. Save the water, save ourselves, and save our lake. Thank you.
4: We've got to look after this alert. These yeah. people have got no right. The BHP, in this case, have got no, and the government, the state and the federal government, and all the shareholders. They have got no right to destroy that land. It's not their land. Mm. It belongs to the future, the kids to the future. And it's up to us old buggers to look after the place. That's our role. We have to t- take care of our place. Uh, We've got to stop this lot from damaging uh, Mount Springs and the lake and other sacred. This is prevention. We can show people we can prevent things happening in the in the future. Uh, how to look after the country, how to love the country and all that. And, uh... uh We can educate people about how we should live. And uh, all we need is for these mobs to come down and sit down and talk with us. Don't play these games. No little trick with politics and whatnot.
3: The big one, of course, is Olympic Dam, Roxby Downs. That's the one that gets me and a lot of others. We've been fighting that one for years now. And uh, we need to put an end to that place. These people can't come and sit down and have a yarn with us because they're as guilty as hell but then they know they're doing wrong, but they just continue doing it. The hardest part is they trick our people, con our people, Aboriginal people, to sign deals and uh, to give them okay to certain countries so they can dig it up and rip it up and dump waste it and whatnot. And that's got to stop, and um, part of Amphra's job is to pull people up and say hey, you're doing the wrong thing. This uranium and this waste is no good. And uh, forget about the money that that you're getting and don't be tricked and conned by the government. That's all it's been. You're better off without it. You feel better. Your kids are proud of you. your family's a good and our country will
1: love you forever. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at 3cr.org.au/slash radioactive. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced with the support of Friends of the Earth's Nuclear Free Collective for 3CR Melbourne on the unceded lands of the Ghana and Minjimbul durrumbool people. It is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear, peace and energy issues.